So <clears throat> today being, as I'm sure I don't need to tell you, the last full day of this retreat. Um, in a way, it's kind of, no, unfortunately, it's not the right word, but everyone here has done so many retreats, including yours truly, that just by how our minds form habits from our activities, and maybe you notice that. So for, I know for me, I'm sure I'm not alone, in coming to the end of a retreat, whatever blah, blah, the teachers always say uh, at the end about, oh, this is a really important, you know, an important day, and we all go, yeah, 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 and the mind jumps ahead. And then there's that split that we can't help but make because the form of the retreat is so different from the form of our lives. I mean, none of this is news to you, but I just want to reiterate it, that it's almost unconscious, I've noticed for me, all these years, getting better, but almost unconscious, that in some way on leaving the retreat, it's like I say, well, hopefully I'll maintain momentum and, you know, my, my practice is important. And it is, all that is. But there's some little background thing that sheds away and goes, yeah, but, you know, what's possible on retreat isn't possible in life. How am I going to continue this in life? How many of you have asked Sayadaw that? How do we? And so, in a way, I'm saying, notice that habit pattern when it comes up here, because it doesn't have to relate at all, particularly in this form of practice. If you notice your mind going, okay, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm taking care of my awareness today. You know, talking a little, doing this a little, and, you know, letting the maintenance know that they know now that the light in the main bathroom is out. <laughs> when I came in this morning, Mark was hysterical. He had, like he said, he opened the thing and there's this wad of notes. He goes, oh my God, what's happened? Every single one. <laughs> well, the light in the main bathroom is out. He goes, oh, I guess people use that bathroom. <laughs> so thank you for your care and awareness. <laughs> That was a total aside, but anyway, it was funny. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what that had to do with anything, but anyway, um, (laughs) I really lost my train of thought. Okay, excise that from Dharma Seed. Um, But anyway, so whatever our mind does with it, it's really true now. and taking it in not as just some something we always say, that today our mind does know there's going to be a shift. The energy shifts a little. That's natural. Our job, the, the way this goes on in life, is to take care of our awareness, no matter what's happening. And then it's starting to really get it that that's not just some nice statement, no matter what's happening. But he means it. He lived his life like that. He did most of his retreat as a lay person. So he's not just talking through his, well, he doesn't have a hat. He's not just talking. It's really possible. And the thing I think that's been the most helpful to me from, this is years ago I heard him describe, is awareness has to be the most important thing to you. Nobody else can give you that. No technique, what are your hints, how can I do it, blah, blah, blah. He said, if you really care, you'll find a way. That doesn't mean we don't lose it all the time, of course. But it's like, it's, it's what's really important to me? Is taking care of my awareness important to me? With right view, right? So if we say it's important to me, and then we notice we've spaced out and we bring in the hammer, 
that's not right view. It's like, really? You know how uh, Sayadaw says over and over, a way of seeing if it's important is, is notice. So this is what I recommend today. We've been saying it anyway, but really take it in. This is a day to really notice what it feels like when there's awareness. You know, appreciate the awareness. You've got some momentum, and momentum comes and goes like anything. But using that not to hold on for dear life, but to just appreciate the presence of awareness, how the steadiness of awareness leads to the wisdom of just seeing how the processes are working, and and see how that is for you. How does that feel? And then when the awareness is gone, and it will, rather than berating yourself, and you notice, you won't really notice till you wake up again, but how it feels when we're not aware. And it's really only when we know deeply for ourselves, oh yeah, I really, in a way, prefer <laughs> when there's awareness. It's worth taking care of my awareness. You know, it starts to, to slowly, slowly move into being the priority in our life. And so today, it's really a great chance to consciously use the day in that way. I mean, the structure of the day is the same. You know, if you want to practice with speaking outside in the same way, uh, keeping silence in here just because it gets nuts, and there's no right or wrong, and really noticing what supports awareness and wisdom. Not what feels good, you know? Not what feels more easeful. It's true, he's always saying awareness and wisdom feels more easeful than being caught in Kalesa. But often, what we're going to be aware of is tension, or kalesa, or greed, or aversion. And so in some ways, that doesn't feel so great. But it feels worse if there's wrong attitude in the awareness of the greed, right? In the awareness of the aversion. Awareness of delusion. We can be, people have noticed it. It's a little harder. So even the kalesa can be present in awareness without um, a huge... Um, suffering around it. And when there is huge agitation, rather than, again, berating ourselves, oh, yeah, okay, agitation, what's going on? There's definitely some wrong attitude in the awareness, which isn't a judgment, right? It's like, let's get interested. Let's see. And that's the key to taking care of our awareness through this day, through life, is this quality of interest of learning, you know, learning how the mind works. It's been, for me, in in daily life, such a huge, I'll say revelation, but, uh, I don't know, help. It's it's relaxed and also strengthened the awareness. The sense of awareness doesn't care what's arising. You know, anything can be object. Awareness with right attitude, with wise view, can be with anything. So instead of going into life, which I did for so many years, okay, now after this retreat and I've really understood, I'm going to live a dharmic life, right? My mind is going to behave itself more. Then you make all these kind of, maybe I'm the only one who does that, makes these kind of decisions, you know, about what I'm going to do. And then when you, you don't do it, or when you're lost in greed or aversion and you see it, isn't the first tendency judgment? Ah, oh, no, you know, I wasn't going to do this anymore. And then because we're doing it, and we're lost in wrong view and wrong attitude about doing it, we stop paying attention. 
okay, if I'm going to act from greed, even though I said I wasn't going to do this thing, but I'm acting from greed, so let's pretend it's not happening. And next time, I'll notice and not act from greed, right? Do you get how that doesn't work? <laughs> and he's given so many examples from his own life as of bringing in awareness with that quality of interest rather than judging. And you know his, his zero, one, zero thing? Has he said that in a lot of the groups? It's sort of like when... when um, Kalesa, especially greed and aversion arise, our subtle tendency can be, well, it's not too big, so let's just leave it there and try and be good or mindful or whatever. And zero, one, zero is as soon as you see it, as soon as there can be awareness of aversion, awareness of greed, be fully there with right attitude, with a right attitude, with right view of the in the awareness, so that he says you take care of the aversion, you take care of the greed, and then it grows from zero to one, and awareness is just with it. Watching greed is like this, aversion's like this. And when there's right attitude, you know, we're not getting caught up in it, it tends to weaken again, goes back to zero. Okay, don't set that up as if you do it right, that's what's gonna happen. But often it does. If we don't see it, we kind of think, well, it's little. I'll pay attention to it if it gets bigger. But if I just ignore it and pay attention to this other thing, it'll go away. And he says the tendency then is for the greed for the, to get really big, right? And that's then when we're acting on it. And then, oh, I wasn't going to. So we just pay attention. You just pay attention to it. It goes back to zero. So that's a zero, one, zero instead of zero, 150, <laughs> zero. But it's because we're interested to see. We're not expecting greed and aversion and delusion to go away. But we're, bringing, we're shifting our whole relationship to taking care of the awareness. And it's really a trust. Some, somebody was asking, you know, how do you just trusting that the awareness with the right view is enough? We don't have to fix it all. You know, how much we get involved in trying to fix the object. Oh, it's like this. I mean, that's the Semedo language, but I use it a lot. Awareness with right view. Oh, it's like this. It's like this, without judgment. And it's really, in my life, made a huge shift to where instead of being so frequently in contention with my experience, basically out of self-judging, you know, all these years and you're still, you know, it's like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. So when you're acting out of Kalesa, be really aware of it. That's taking care of the awareness. And the steadiness of awareness is what allows the seeing of the process, and that's where the wisdom comes. So when we really act out of greed with full awareness and follow through the actions and follow through the greed and follow through the result, that's when the wisdom comes. It says, well, this didn't really live up to its expectation. You have to be present for that. You know? Some people have been giving great examples of that in the interviews, and he gives examples of it from his life, so I won't tell his whole story, but you can watch that. Do something, you're filled with greed, not a harmful thing, right? But even here, and the greed is so strong, you can see you're acting on it. And if you watch it and it subsides, great. But if you see you're acting on it, something simple like eating too much at lunch, talking too much, whatever. Keep paying attention instead of shutting the attention down. Notice. What keeps the greed going? Notice the effect on your mind and body. Notice how you feel afterwards. 
you know? And then you kind of start to see, oh, the promise of greed, it doesn't really live up to it, does it? Greed said, do this and you'll be so happy. Get this and everything will be okay. Oh, well, that one didn't do it, but now if you get this one, it'll be okay. Keep watching it, you know? But um, he quoted um, Ujodhika, who's uh, a long friend of his, saying, you know, awareness is our home, so stay where you belong. And all the, I said, it's safe in the home. And all the objects that arise, which is all mind and body experience, right? All the objects that arise are like the beings, strangers and friends who show up outside the home and you never know who's coming at you. Friend, enemy, neutral. But just you just stay safe in awareness. So that's kind of our job. And in terms of mm, more bigger activities, like speaking, for example. See, I want to get his language right. Um, quite a few people would talk about in the groups working with speaking, with listening, and it's great to hear that people are really, you know, very uh, sincerely working with awareness of this and seeing how there's awareness of how it goes and like that. And often people say well, it's hard to be aware of speaking or listening and they try and describe all the different things that are happening at once and getting kind of tense trying to be aware of all that. And um, I'm kind of paraphrasing a few things he said. He said, our tendency, and this is our habit so many of us have, of our idea of awareness is really, or investigating with awareness, is really intensively going into the object. Either trying to pick it apart or focus on the object or, you know, name and hold on to everything. So in that way, you know, I'm trying to speak, but I'm trying to be aware of my body and the sensations in the body and the sound of my voice and the intention for what I'm saying and the seeing of the other person and the perception, you know, too much. And this is where he says that's our habit of focusing on the object, seeing an object clearly. That's not the same thing as this relaxed, more gentle, more global awareness. He says, we try too hard. So, and he said, just take this in, and it, it sounds like nothing, but try it. He says, when you're speaking, just know you're speaking. That's enough. When you're listening, just know you're listening. That's enough. And it really relaxed. Not, do I know I'm listening? <laughs> no, you know. What does it mean to know? Just know you're listening. Just know you're speaking. And then the next moment you forget, oh, right, listening, speaking. That's enough. Moment after moment after moment, the momentum of the awareness grows. And this is the trust we have that that's enough. Moment, that's enough. We don't have to get wisdom or make wisdom. or We can't even make momentum happen or for long. We can push it with virya, but that doesn't last. But the taking care of the awareness, just knowing, speaking, knowing, listening, you're in some complicated activity, just know washing dishes or moving. So simple. But moment after moment after moment. And then whatever's going on in the mind that's coloring awareness will reveal itself. So just the last thing. Uh, he talked about, someone was asking him about uh, working with awareness at home in his daily life, aside from just formal sitting. And he said, now he's talking in his daily life, by this time he had quite a momentum of awareness. And 
just so you know, when he's talking about his momentum of awareness, it's a serious momentum of awareness, okay? <laughs> I mean, we all experience it for moments. There's nothing we can hold on to. But it's just like, it's like with anything. There's so much more than we can imagine with our mind. That's all I want to say. But the simplicity of knowing and the interest is what allows the momentum to keep going. But he said, just to give a sense of how, what it means in his life when he says, you know, awareness, this interest, this curious, the most important thing. So he was describing how when he'd be with his family or working in the, in the, the clothing stall where he'd sell things in his father's business, he said whenever he would have maybe two minutes, one minute, just to himself, there's no customers coming, or he goes into the bathroom, or he's uh, drinking a cup of coffee. Whenever there's just a couple of moments to himself, he would, he kind of did air quotes, meditation time. So he's, he's watching, you know, his mind with right view the whole time. But this would be particular, like just really go in and just be with, like when we're doing sitting meditation, right? So it's not throwing that out the window. It's actually, I love that. Like, you know, because I often tell people, if you really can't, do, you can go in the bathroom and lock the door for five minutes. Most everyone would be allowed five minutes in the bathroom, wherever you work, right? But even what he said, just two minutes in between. It's great. And it's not a should, but it's that's the quality of taking care of our awareness. We can start that now. We can play with that today. You know, it's really, I'm serious, a fantastic opportunity today to see if the situation will change when you leave tomorrow. But our interest, our commitment, awareness doesn't, doesn't change. And when we find ourselves at home, if you do, holding on to unconsciously some memory of how momentum of awareness felt and should feel, we so easily get into, you know, me trying to do that kind of either focusing in on an object or trying to recreate. It's, it's not subtle when we recognize it, but it is before we do. And so, because we'll get back in our habits of I have to do. I have to create momentum. I have to get it back. And if you notice the thoughts, keep noticing our thoughts, sometimes that's a clue. But the bigger clue, again, is he's always saying, if... You know, you think there's awareness, but there's a lot of agitation. You can't quite see what. Keep checking the attitude in the mind that's observing, because for sure, he always for sure, there's some greed or some wanting or some confusion in the attitude. And I know for me, a big one is often a memory of how it was, the unconscious projection of believing that's how it should be now and trying to get it that way. This is where the trust in awareness is so radical, because just trust, just notice that, that's good enough. It doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel very clear. I must be doing something wrong. How can I, you know? And then as soon as you have wanting, great, wanting, how wonderful, wanting's like this. Can we trust that much? So play with that today and really, really enjoy this, this day of exploration. <laughs>